0: Hello, and welcome to Between the Stacks, a podcast created and produced by the Odell Public Library. I'm your host, Victoria Horn, and on this month's episode, I am joined once again by a listener favorite, the magical, magnificent, marvelous Miss Katie.
1: You big sweetums. (laughs) Hello, and thank you for having me again. It's always good to get some extra Victoria and library time in. Stop it. (laughs) No, you stop it.
0: (laughs) So, in case you didn't know, Katie graciously agreed to be a podcast guest in September of last year, and we had a blast talking about books, about school days, and I recently checked the analytics for Between the Stacks, and I was not at all surprised to find that our episode together is the third most listened to episode of all time. <laughs> so I knew I'd tempt you into hosting with me again.
1: <laughs> so tempting. <laughs>
0: So on this month's episode, Katie and I are talking about the most anticipated book releases for 2023 and playing a round of a real or fake book release.
1: I also have some.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. So we will also share Odell announcements, go over the January book order, and kick off another year of poetry with our regular segment, These Verses, where I will be reading my original poem, Making Library Books. Stay with us. All right, so for announcements, I thought I would start off by highlighting a resource that we also have at Odell. Katie produces a monthly Odell outreach newsletter for Odell Public Library, and you can sign up by clicking the link in the description that will take you to the Google form that you can fill out and you will receive an email every month.
1: We also want to remind you that story time continues in the new year. This is a free drop-in program designed especially for preschoolers, but open to all. So stop by every Thursday from 7 to 7.30 p.m. in the children's area for stories, songs, and crafts with me, Miss Katie, or sometimes Miss Amy. We also have a number of Saturday clubs in 2023. Lego Club meets the first Saturday of the month from 10.30 to noon. Lego, Duplo, and MegaBlock are provided, and all ages and abilities are welcome. Our All Ages and Abilities Pokemon Club meets the third Saturday of the month from 10 to 1130 a.m., followed by Magic the Gathering from 12 to 3 p.m. for ages 10 to adult.
0: And we also wanted to shout out the Odell Public Library Friends, who are a group of library supporters who come together to support Odell through advocacy, volunteer services, programming, and fundraising. And they are responsible for a great number of library improvements, such as our new flooring that will be going in soon. So if you're interested at all in becoming a friend of Odell, you are welcome to attend a meeting that they will be holding in February. And when I know that date, I will add it to the description. They're fabulous. Good job. Yes. (laughs) And as always, we want to go over the book order for the month and highlight the new books you will be able to find at Odell. So a number of them are available for checkout already, but if not, you can always put a hold on any of those titles by going to the Prairie Cat app or website. All right, so in adult nonfiction, we have a title from Brad Meltzer called The Nazi Conspiracy, The Secret Plot to Kill Roosevelt, Stalin, and Churchill. Sounds heavy. And we also have the highly anticipated memoir from Prince Harry called Spare. And then in adult fiction, we have new titles from Lee Bardugo, Marie Benedict, Alison Brennan, W. Bruce Cameron, who writes the dog books, the dog purpose, etc., Allegra Goodman, James Gripando, Jane Harper, Rachel Hawkins, Grady Hendrix, Dean R. Koontz, Jane Ann Krentz, James Patterson, Danielle Steele, Brad Taylor, PJ Tracy, and Stacy Willingham. And we have two new young adult books as well, The Stolen Air* by Holly Black, which is the first in a new series, and The Davenports by Crystal Marquise.
1: And in Junior Fiction, we have a new Babysitter's Little Sister graphic novel. Woo-hoo. They're very popular. <laughs> this one is Karen's Birthday. These graphic novels are based on the novels by Anne M. Martin that were so popular. National treasure. Back in the 80s. We also have Rhinos at Recess by Mary Pope Osborne. That's a magic treehouse book. We also did a little research (laughs) because we thought, is Mary Pope Osborne still writing? And she is. She is. is. She is a treasure and is 73, in case you were wondering. My role model. (laughs) We also have a good number of easy fiction coming in. We have An American Story by Kwame Alexander, Sleepy Sheepy by Lucy Ruth Cummins, Una in the Arctic by Kelly DiPuccio, Beneath by Corey Dorfeld, Very Good Hats, I'm looking forward to this one, <laughs> by Emma Straub, and How Do Dinosaurs Learn to Be Kind by Jane Yolen.
0: You can find a complete list of the titles on our monthly book order on our website, com, which is also linked in the description. And print copies are also available at the circulation desk, as are the forms for Adopt-A-Book. Okay, we're on to the main event of this episode. So we are going over our most anticipated 2023 releases. And looking at our list, I think we have a good variety. Something for everyone, I think. We've got some adult nonfiction and fiction. Katie's got lots of cute kid books and some adult romance that I'm not usually in on. (laughs) And I think it'll be a grand old time. So I also forgot to mention on the last episode, and my mother was somewhat peeved because she went through and listened to the whole episode, writing down every single book that I talked about. And then I said, did you see the list in the description? So I always leave a list of the books that we talk about on the podcast in the description so you can find the books because you don't always know how to spell things. Um, Authors' names are hard. (laughs) So you can find that list in the show notes. You're a gem. (laughs) All
1: righty. You want me to kick it off?
0: Yeah, kick it off, man.
1: Okay. I will kick it off with one of the most anticipated books in children's literature (laughs) Make Way for Butterfly by Ross Barak.
0: What a shocker.
1: (laughs) This is part four of four in the Very Impatient Caterpillar series. Um, these books are hilarious, and I don't love every single one of this author's books, but this particular series gets me every time, and I always worry that when one comes out, it's not going to live up to the previous ones. Like, oh, they're just going to keep digging in until it dies, like a bad TV show. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, but they keep getting funnier like they build on each other but you can still read them as standalones with your kids they're mildly educational they talk about some social emotional learning like patience and perseverance um but but mainly they're just hysterical um so the first book that i have here the very impatient caterpillar follows this caterpillar on the journey of becoming a butterfly And he's just shocked to discover that he has to metamorphosize and how long it will take. And I don't know if I relate to this caterpillar, (laughs) and that's why it's so funny. But he has a lot of inner dialogue um, and a lot of struggle with himself. And so I'm just going to read a little bit from this two-page spread where he's trying to talk himself through this process, once he finds out that he, in fact, does have to stay inside a chrysalis for the full two weeks. Okay, you can do this. You can be patient. Oh, who am I kidding? I can't be patient. <laughs> you are the little caterpillar that could. <laughs> I am the little caterpillar that couldn't. <laughs> Get a grip! You can! I can't, I can't, <laughs> you can I can't. <laughs> and it goes and it has, it has a happy ending. Spoiler, <laughs> he does become a butterfly, but not without much turmoil and struggle and hilarity. So that is the first book. The second book continues. It's The Little Butterfly That Could. Picks up where book one left. So yes, he's a butterfly, but... Now he has to migrate. (laughs) And this book just focuses on all the challenges that a migration brings and the persistence that you need to get through it. Again, spoiler, he makes it. Mm -hmm. So book three, I was really not, I was a little anxious about this book. It's called "Good Night Butterfly. And I thought like, "Mm, how can you make this as good as the rest in the series? But it. It knocks it out of the park. Butterfly can't sleep. So he's part of this butterfly flock. And everybody else is sleeping. He's awake and he encounters a nocturnal creature that he ropes into his charade. And there it's I don't even know how to explain this one. <laughs> it's just really funny. And you learn that butterflies can't close their eyes. Oh. Um and so he sleeps with his eyes open. <laughs> and I don't know, the imagery. It's it's on point. Top notch. Huh, oh, so good. So the new one comes out April 18th, 2023. I will pre-order it. It's called Make Way for Butterfly. If it's half as good as the first three, I'm in. In this newest installment, Butterfly tries to become a bee <laughs> to help pollinate the flowers. And if I have to take a guess, I'm going to say it doesn't work out, but it will be hilarious along the way. So good. And there's some great vocabulary and science tidbits. So, your kids are going to be talking about or hearing words like metamorphosis and migration and pollination. And we're also watching a wacky cartoon butterfly have an existential crisis every other page. So, <laughs>
0: can relate.
1: <laughs> sold. <laughs>
0: What is he going to do after he finishes this series? I don't know. going to go on to another four-stage animal going through it? I don't know. I don't know Aww. that you can compete with this. He has Probably another not. book called
1: Truck Full of Ducks, which oh, that's right. is funny, but it's not the same level of funny for me. It doesn't hit that sweet spot.
0: Yep. At least you can always go back and reread your favorite books.
1: I can. We do.
0: <laughs> we frequently I, do. <laughs> I do own this series. So. Aww. I think I will kick it off with one that I have heard a lot about from the Book Riot podcast that I highly recommend you check out because they give fantastic suggestions. So the first book that I am anticipating, if you like that super academic, like cozy, really old campus Uh, feel, I think this is going to be one of those. So it's called I Have Some Questions For You by Rebecca Mackay. It comes out February 21st of this year, and I will read the description from Goodreads. A successful film professor and podcaster, Bodie Kane, is content to forget her past, the family tragedy that marred her adolescence, her four largely miserable years at a New Hampshire boarding school, and the murder of her former roommate, Talia Keith, in the spring of their senior year. Though the circumstances surrounding Tally's death and the conviction of the school's athletic trainer, Omar Evans, are hotly debated online, Bodhi prefers needs to let sleeping dogs lie. But when the Granby school invites her back to teach a course, Bodhi is inexorably drawn to the case and its increasingly apparent flaws. In their rush to convict Omar, did the school and the police overlook other suspects? Is the real killer still out there? As she falls down the very rabbit hole she was so determined to avoid, Bodie begins to wonder if she wasn't as much of an outsider at Granby as she thought, if perhaps back in 1995 she knew something that might have held the key to solving the case. I think this just sounds like something I will devour in a weekend. And
1: I agree. I, I, think, it's, I think it's going to be a binge book.
0: Oh, yeah. All right, your turn.
1: Okay, my next pick is something that I'm not as comfortable with because <laughs> it's an adult uh, book. What? <laughs> and it's a little it's a little romancy.
0: <laughs> I I saw this on like all of the most anticipated lists and I was like Katie already has this on hold. I'm 100% <laughs> certain.
1: <laughs> so, I didn't start reading romance until this past year. Um, it's never been on my radar before and I don't know why I just, I just had never tried it before. And so I was helping this patron try to find Rita likes for Colleen Hoover because she is astronomically popular right now. And so my search pulled up. Lots of like contemporary romance. So I pulled up authors like Helen Wong, Allie Hazelwood, and Emily Henry, and I ended up reading some of each of them. But I tried the Emily Henry mostly so I wouldn't have to reshelve things. <laughs> and I was hooked. Like her <laughs> writing is so it just flows so well. And I can't stop reading. I have problems putting <laughs> books down. Um, so she writes She's written quite a few things, but my favorite of hers is probably Book Lovers. Um, second favorite, mm. maybe People We Meet on Vacation. Um, that's
0: actually funny because Emily Henry fans that I've talked to say Book Lovers is their least favorite. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. To
1: me. I don't know. Maybe it was the order I read them. <laughs> yeah. It because could be. I feel like, mo- like most things, I'm a little late to the game. Oh, Always <laughs> am. Um, which, which sometimes. Works out in my favor because she's already written several books. And so I figured out that I liked one of her books and then I could go back and read all of them. Suck them all in. (laughs) Uh, So it worked out for me, but yes, late to the game. Um, I have kids and my brain is swampy often. So I haven't been able to read anything very heavy recently. But I still want the good story. I didn't think I'd go for romance. But this isn't like this shirtless He-Man, um, damsel in distress on a horse kind of romance. Not that there's anything I know wrong that with book that. Cover, that yeah. is totally <laughs> fine if that's your thing um but henry's characters are like fully developed people and they're about my age i think which helps because we like to see ourselves in in stories they're a little bit messy and complicated her women are strong and smart and (laughs) great on their own um her men are charming but flawed Mm. and they seem to recognize that which Mm. is something that doesn't always come out in a romance yeah there's also emotional intelligence to her characters, so they're not all in toxic relationships. There mm. are th- problems with relationships, but I don't know. They handle them in quasi-adult manners, Aww. and they're funny books. The plot lines are a little tropey, which I think can be good when your yeah. brain is a little mushy. Definitely. Like, you can predict some things. You're not taken unaware all the time. <laughs> And it's kind of satisfying. Um, they are a little steamy. So I'm going to put that disclaimer there <laughs> so that maybe my parents don't read this book but <laughs> or read it, but don't discuss it with me.
0: Oh, don't worry! I accidentally <laughs> recommended a uh, steamier book than I thought that I was recommending on the podcast last year. Or
1: so, <laughs> yeah, it creeps up on you. It's not—it's yeah. not laden yeah. with steam, but it is a little, a little, a little fog. <laughs> so, anyway, she has a new book coming out this spring called Happy Place, and this is basically the synopsis. Harriet and Wynne have been the perfect couple since they met in college. They go together like salt and pepper, honey and tea, lobster and rolls, except now, for reasons they're still not discussing. They don't. They broke up five months ago and still haven't told their best friends, which is how they find themselves sharing a bedroom at the main cottage that has been their friend group's yearly getaway for the last decade, their annual respite from the world, where for one vibrant, blissful week, they leave behind their daily lives, have copious amounts of cheese, wine, and seafood, and soak up the salty coastal air with the people who understand them most. Only this year, Harriet and Wynne are lying through their teeth while trying not to notice how desperately they still want each other, because the cottage is for sale, and this is the last week they'll have together in this place. They can't stand to break their friends' hearts, and so they'll have to play their parts— Harriet will be the driven surgical resident who never starts a fight, and Wynne will be the laid-back charmer who never lets the cracks show. It's a flawless plan. If you look at it from a great distance and through a pair of sunscreen-smeared sunglasses, <laughs> after years of being in love, how hard can it be to fake it for one week in front of those who know you best?
0: <sighs>
1: okay, so actually I read that description and I was like, "Huh, it's it's a little <laughs> bit tropier than I would Mm. like it to be. Um, But you know what? I can try it because I've thought that about other books of hers where I read the back and I was like, oh, this Mm. is predictable. I'm going to see it on like the Hallmark Channel. (laughs) But she writes so well that it makes you forget that it's like got this kind of predictable shawl because she brings so much life to it. So It
0: makes you remember why it's predictable because people fell in love with that format ages ago and then people wrote a million of them.
1: Yes, but I feel like she comes at it in a little bit stronger way that mm. has adapted and has been more successful than other authors. The best that of find. the genre, yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm definitely going to still take a stab at it, even though if on the surface I think like – middle of the road um but i'm in it i'm in it she has me sold on her stuff so
0: (laughs) the one of the hosts on the book riot podcast says if you read three of someone's books it makes them your author and author that you follow so Uh you're already an emily henry (laughs) i'm in the club i need to finally read some of hers Okay, maybe my next one just, will just be Emily Henry. I know I like it, probably.
1: Again, <laughs> it's not so steamy as.
0: Yeah. A thog.
1: Which one should I read, though, then? Because you oh, gave okay. me
0: Beach Read.
1: Oh, I gave you
0: Beach a Read. Oh, yeah.
1: I think you'd like Beach Read. Oh, I gave you Beach Read because I thought Scout would like the weird. There's like a. Oh, right. There's like a weird cult element. <laughs>
0: <laughs> of course there is. She would love that. Um
1: <laughs> Yes. Um that one's fine. Book book lovers. Oh, you'd probably like book lovers. Maybe, maybe, maybe okay. I'll give that one a try. <laughs> okay. Yeah. They're they're all good. They're all good. They're, <laughs> they're all good.
0: Okay, the next one is another recommendation from the Book Right Podcast, but I heard the description for this one and by the end. Of the first sentence, I was like, I'm already putting this on my Goodreads. It looks so fantastic. And it sounds like such a unique twist on something that I just found out that I enjoy, which is books about nuns. Like, (laughs) so I'm reading Agatha of Little Neon by Claire Luchette. And it's so fantastic. That was one of my recommendations for one of my friends on the last episode where I did listener recommendations. And so I was like, another one with nuns? Sign me the heck up. So this one is called Scorched Grace by Margot Duehy. And the cover is fantastic as well. Um, I highly recommend you look it up. It is beautiful. And I would pick it up if I was in a bookstore and I didn't know anything about it. So
1: Oh, Uh
0: huh. Did you just read the first end?
1: No, I just looked at the cover oh. and like even that is. Yeah, yeah. I would I would pick that up too. 100%. I would at minimum read the dust jacket.
0: Yeah. Okay. The description because I can't do it justice. Sister Holiday, a chain-smoking, heavily tattooed, queer nun, puts her amateur sleuthing skills to the test in this debut crime novel. When St. Sebastian's School becomes the target of a shocking arson spree, the Sisters of the Sublime Blood and their surrounding community are thrust into chaos. Unsatisfied with the official's response, sardonic and headstrong Sister Holiday becomes determined to unveil the mysterious attacker herself and return her home and sanctuary to its former peace. Her investigation leads down a twisty path of suspicion and secrets in the sticky, oppressive New Orleans heat, turning her against colleagues, students, and even fellow sisters along the way. Sister Holiday is more faithful than most, but she's no saint. To piece together the clues of this high-stakes mystery, she must first reckon with the sins of her checkered past, and neither task will be easy. I am just a total sucker for any books that are starring quirky, unexpected characters who have these things that appear to be in conflict with one another and yet that is exactly what makes them good at what they do and the perfect main character for this particular story. So, Sister Holiday sounds like someone I wish that I knew. So, <laughs> I'm so excited to you read solve this. You sold
1: me. I would <laughs> I would read this.
0: So have fun beating that. All right, (laughs) your turn.
1: (laughs) All right, I'm going to uh, switch it back to kids books again. So another kids book that I am waiting to get my hands on. This is by another one of my favorite Mm -hmm. children's authors who is also an artist and does amazing other things. He's Mm -hmm. French. Um. So tap tap tap. Dance, Dance, Dance by Herve Toulay comes out May 16th of this year. And it says, Harnessing the love of dance, the passion of his illustrations, and the great big format of this book, Herve invites you to a very special dance your hand becoming the dance, and the book, The Dance Floor. Starting with a gentle glide, growing in complexity and animation, finally building to a crescendo of color, action, and movement. Here is a book perfect for kids, bursting with energy. A celebration not only of releasing emotion, but also of carefully controlling motion and dexterity. It's the perfect activity for getting your yah mm-hmm. yas out and a welcome boon for parents, gift givers, and teachers looking for an ultra-creative way of channeling energy. Okay, so that was like over-the-top oh, description. so good. But Herb Toulet is a genius. If you haven't read Mix It Up or Press Here, which Odell owns both of those. Yes. Um, With your kids or just with yourself, you're missing out. Um, So these books are perfect starting from like probably three and up. Mm -hmm. Um, They've got nice thick pages, but the books are works of art and movement and participation. Mix It Up is one of the best color books for kids that I've ever read. It feels magical when you share Mm -hmm. it. Um, Press here also has that same magical quality where the reader performs tricks and is an active participant in the story. Other authors attempt this, but Thule just does it so well. I imagine this latest book will be the same, and they these books are just a total joy to explore with kids. So Aww. hope you check it out. Yes,
0: and to use a word that you used earlier, If you have a wiggler in your life, it's probably a good book. (laughs) Get the wiggles out.
1: These are great books for kids who you want to share books with, but maybe it's the time of day, or maybe you just have a wiggler like I do, and (laughs) sometimes they can't sit still. These books encourage you to participate, to get up. Or to interact, engage with the material. But they're also great teaching books, too. My kids knew their color mixing theory, Pat, because of this book. So it's just super fun.
0: And that's a good way to encourage kids to actually enjoy reading. Because I feel like even when they're little, a deterrent to reading is, oh, you have to sit still while you do it. Not necessarily people read while they're walking now because we have audio yes. and there are so many different ways to encourage different types of people with different attention spans to enjoy reading.
1: Yes, and kids learn through play. So these books are encouraging you <laughs> to play the whole way through. So I'm really looking forward to this dance and movement one. Okay, and before we get, before we move on to more adult things again, nice. I was just going to let the kiddos out there know that a new Dogman book is coming March 28th. There's a, there was a New Wings of Fire graphic novel that came out in December of 22. There's another New Big Nate coming out in August. And the Warriors series that are so popular has a new book coming out in April. Mm-hmm.
0: You won't be able to find any of those on the shelf. You're going to want to put put it on hold. (laughs) We don't have to go back to adult land because I actually looked into some kids' books as well. And... I'll talk about the ones that I think do well at our library. There are a couple that are like artsy, sure. weird ones yep, that yep, yep. I will that, like. That but will be
1: beautiful. But yeah, but maybe, maybe not, not kids' super favorite. Yeah. Super
0: <laughs> Exactly. So I'm actually super looking forward to the new Norma and Belly graphic novel from Micah Song called One Smart Cookie. This is the fourth in that series. I read the first two. I have the third one on hold because I didn't realize there was a third one. I think that one's called Pizza of My Heart. Yeah, <laughs> these, They're all, like, food related because it's these two squirrels who are always plotting to get food. And it's just, they're so hilarious. And my favorite part during every single one is when they inevitably get wet and then get blow dried and they're just little puff balls of... <laughs> It's so cute. Love the illustrations. We actually just got another kid's book, but it's in the easy section, illustrated by Micah Song called Agatha Mae and the Anglerfish, and it's fantastic.
1: I don't think I've read this series. Oh, it's I'm so have... good.
0: I read it when I was looking for recommendations for Melissa's granddaughter.
1: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I have read Donut Feed This. Donut Feed This. Squ-
0: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're queen of Puns. <laughs> <laughs> I know fine i
1: like it
0: so in this latest book norma and belly go full james bond in an undercover mission inside a fortune cookie factory to insert fortunes reading feed this cookie to a squirrel and (laughs) hopefully fulfill their cookie (laughs) cravings (laughs) fantastic that's pretty fantastic yeah Yeah, that's gonna be hard to beat definitely coming out august 15th so a bit of a wait But a little bit closer, March 28th, we can look forward to We Don't Lose Our Class Goldfish by Ryan T. Higgins, another one that Miss Katie introduced me to, and in this one, Penelope Rex must face her fear of Walter, the class goldfish, in order to prevent him from ending up in the local aquarium. And I just love the thought of a dinosaur afraid of a goldfish. How does he come up with this stuff? (laughs) Right,
1: right, amazing.
0: But some other more maybe adult-geared children's books. Joy Harjo, the U.S. Poet Laureate, is coming out with a book in collaboration with the illustrator Michaela Godey, and that is called Remember. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful poetic journey. I believe the poem Remember is already in one of her poetry collections and they've just adapted it for children and then another one from an artist that i enjoy Annie defranco is fantastic a folk rock artist and she has written a book called the knowing both of those come out in march mm-hmm.
1: The next book I'm looking forward to in the new year is called The Celebrants by Stephen Rowley. It's coming May 30th of this year. This is the author of The Gunkle, which Odell owns. It's about a gay uncle. That's where they get the title, Gunkle. I love it. Who has to take in his niece and nephew for the summer while their dad is in treatment for addiction. It was a funny read. But also heartwarming Mm. and definitely starred some over-the-top characters. (laughs) So it was just lots of fun to read. A little grief, but surprising heart. The Celebrants. Four college friends on the cusp of turning 40, just like me, (laughs) meet up in Big Sur as a continuation of their tradition of celebrating living funerals Mm. for each other as a reminder that life is worth living. But this time, one of them has a secret to reveal that may just upend the delicate balance that keeps these friends together. Mm. So it sounds like a fairly light read, like nothing too, too heavy. Hopefully. Unless the secret is like I'm
0: dying or something. (laughs) It really does
1: depend on that (laughs) secret. See, you went dying and I went, maybe they're in love with someone else. Or
0: that, yeah.
1: Um, (laughs) I'd rather that. Or... Maybe I don't
0: know. I, I just don't. hear funeral, and that's where I goes, go. You, know. you know, but
1: well, okay. living ah, you yeah. could see that. So, as someone who is turning 40 in the next few years, mm. I'm drawn to this book. Um, maybe fake funerals are something that I should be doing with my <laughs> college friends. I'm curious about them. And if anyone has a fabulous rental that we can have these annual get togethers, I am all ears. <laughs> but this, I enjoyed Gunkel. It was a nice. Pretty light read over the summer. Um, I, again, I haven't been reading adult fiction for a long time, so it's been a nice step in. And I think this author has great characters.
0: I actually, I haven't read too much adult fiction either. So, like, this is kind of getting me excited to check out yeah. more adult fiction and yeah. mostly YA is where I live. But lately, that hasn't been the case.
1: And you're never too old to read. You're never too old. To read. <laughs> You can be too young, but you're never <laughs> too old to read YA.
0: But I, I'm sort of in that spot where I'm like, I don't relate to the things that are happening mm. to them, which is right. a weird experience. You're kind
1: of between worlds. Yeah. You can still enjoy YA, mm-hmm. but also experiment yes. up with the adult <laughs> literature. <laughs> <laughs> that I haven't read either. <laughs>
0: Look, you. No. <sighs> so the next one that I want to read I happened upon by chance. I hadn't heard of it anywhere, and I was just perusing Publishers Weekly, and the title caught my eye because <laughs> I <laughs> once dabbled in writing fan fiction as well, and the title is an ode to reader insert. Uh, writing (laughs) so the y slash n means your name and so the title of this book is y slash n your name by esther Yi, and it comes out march 21st 2023 and i will go ahead and prostrate myself a little bit here and admit that from like 2018 to 2021 i had a severe obsession with K-pop, which is Korean pop music. And I happened across this video of a band called Stray Kids and I became enamored, um, one might say, with their music and their dancing and their videos and the members themselves. They're just so stinking cute and... <laughs> They are just charming. And I honestly feel like I blacked out a little bit during <laughs> that obsession. It was a wild experience and I still love them. And I look back fondly on that time. I went to a concert like right before the pandemic and I got to meet them in like such a wild turn of events. It was great. It was very short lived, but. I- <laughs>
1: But amazing. But amazing. (laughs) I am amazed. Okay.
0: It's surprising. Like, I was never this sort of person where my obsession was that all-consuming. And this is such a common experience in K-pop fandoms. So even though I get obsessed with things fairly often, I still look back on that and think of it as, like, what? What was I? I just, like, lost three years of my life (laughs) to this a little bit. And so, reading the description for this new up-and-coming novel, I feel like it is going to remind me a lot of what that experience was like, but on like an even larger scale. And I'm curious if the author has experienced this <laughs> themselves. It's just so specific. I feel like there's a little bit of truth in there. So, from the Goodreads description... It's as if her life only began once Moon appeared in it. The desultory copywriting work, The Boyfriend, and The Want of Anything Not Moon, quickly fall away when she beholds the idol in concert. Oh yeah, band members are called idols in K-pop. So, she beholds this idol in concert, where Moon dances as if his movements are creating their own gravitational field. On live streams, as fans from around the world comment in dozens of languages, Even on skincare products endorsed by the wildly popular Korean boy band, of which Moon is the youngest, most luminous member. Seized by ineffable desire, our unnamed narrator begins writing Your Name fanfic, in which you, the reader, insert your name and play out an intimate relationship with the unattainable star. Then Moon suddenly retires, vanishing from the public eye. As your name flies from Berlin to Seoul to be with Moon, our narrator, too, journeys to Korea in search of the object of her love. An escalating series of mistranslations and misidentifications lands her at the headquarters of the Kafkesk Entertainment Company that manages the boy band until, at a secret location, together with Moon at last, art and real life approach their final convergence. It sounds wild. <laughs> And I see a lot of the elements of being entrenched in an obsession with a K-pop band. And it just sounds like a fanfic within a fanfic. Like you you (laughs) never meet your idols and your paths converge. I'm anticipating disaster, but (laughs) I wonder how where she's gonna go with it. I
1: was going the other direction. Really? Oh, they're totally...
0: I I don't know. I feel like they're trying to make a statement without reading the novel. I would be inclined to see it go either very unrealistically or illuminating the darker side of the ah. K-pop industry, which is very prominent. So many issues <laughs> there and it's not really talked about. So I'm just like so... Curious. Yeah, to see where she's going to take it. It might be a little too close though. (laughs) I'm glad
1: you explained this title though, because I would have seen this as literally Y Y slash slash N. (laughs) And then I would have translated that in my brain to yes slash no. Yes.
0: (laughs) So I needed a little,
1: I needed some background on this one, but I'm curious now.
0: I'll read it and let you know if it's uh, worth diving into. uh, Yeah. It's hard to explain that um experience to someone who's never gone through it. I always was like, Oh, I'm never gonna be like those people, like obsessed with a boy band.
1: Like my but, generation was more like in sync band yeah. street boys and I wasn't wasn't ever in that like obsession level, but I yeah. understand it but I missed the boat on most of the K pop. I mm-hmm. know of it. Yeah not the details yeah most
0: people know like bts yes. and the like wild fandom that yes follows them but like the culture around it is fascinating just i, I don't know
1: i do believe it i it's just something i an you outsider on it. yeah so that's it that's an interesting read to me
0: and very embarrassing
1: right <laughs> <laughs> makes me love it even more <laughs>
0: It's time for a game of real or fake book release. So, one of my favorite YouTubers, Thomas Sanders, plays this game called Real or Fake Anime where his friend Dominic reads synopses describing anime shows and Thomas has to guess whether he's describing a real anime or a made-up anime. So, I thought it would be fun to parody that game and play a round of real or fake book release where we read book synopses to each other and guess which ones are real books coming out this year and which ones are made up. We have not read or heard any of the descriptions so far, so we're going on the fly. I'm so excited. On the
1: fly. (laughs) I did not follow directions all the way, so some of these books (laughs) do not come out this year. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I just did some random Okay, ones. well, that's
0: okay, too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, I am familiar with a game they play on the NPR series, oh. Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me, where the panelists each read a synopsis. What's well, a story from the news in that one. Mm. And you have to identify the real story oh. from the fabricated stories. So, I have... One synopsis that I've created and several I did that too. And then you have to try to pluck out Mm. the
0: imposter. Okay. Sounds good. So I'll read two. Okay. And and you decide which one's real. Okay. I'm ready. Description number one. A 20-something at a dead-end IT job becomes obsessed with the virtual life she has created in a slice-of-life video game and vows to enter its idyllic domain by any means necessary. Or, (laughs) a one-eyed cat goes on an epic journey to return an overdue library book when it literally starts demanding to be returned.
1: Okay. What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping it's two, because...
0: Is real or fake?
1: Well, I'm hoping two is real because it's a one-eyed cat, but you had me at one-eyed cat, but I'm going to say one is real. It's two. No!
0: <laughs> but yes! No, but yes! Oh, conflict! Yeah, I, I, it's called WizKit, an adventure overdue by Tanya J. Scott. It comes out April 4th, and it's a Cyclops kitty wizard in training who is like stop yeah conjuring it's a graphic novel so she has nothing to do but like conjure snacks for herself and then this library book starts demanding to be returned <laughs> so she goes on like this journey to what? return it
1: what's the audience on this I think it's junior intended for yeah okay intended I'm, for I'm so upper interested upper elementary early junior high yeah okay <laughs> get out of town yeah okay Mine are longer. So oh, gonna, good. We're going to... Okay, so I am going to read you three descriptions, and you're going to tell mm, me which one okay. you think is the odd man out. So is this the real? So two are real. Oh, okay. One. It is fake. Fictitious. <sighs> okay. Everyone in the country is asking... Who are these dogs who play baseball? Well, hold on tight, because you're about to find out. (laughs) This is the heartwarming story of some kids in the Bronx teaching, actually teaching their dogs to play baseball. And that's just where the fun begins. The kids take their dogs on an amazing adventure, showing the world that dogs can play against the best of them. And they do. (laughs) Next. I'm reserving judgment. Okay. (laughs) Ten-year-old Olive Errico has always loved the color green. She loves the slick neon of green tree frogs, the deep variegated greens of her mother's houseplants, even the shiny slime green of frozen peas. So it's no wonder when emerald-eyed Michelle Miche Russell moves in next door, she is sure they are fated to be besties. <laughs> but after Michi starts outshining her in school and attracting the attention of Olive's closest friends... All Olive feels is green with envy. Maybe green isn't so great after all. (laughs) Or, 12-year-old Paris Pan has moved to a small town where she has a real shot at making friends, but that friendship comes at a price. She must take the dare, something that caused a girl to disappear on the Mm. very property she now resides. To make matters worse, Paris must play basketball against her will, eradicate a crush on the least desirable boy in seventh grade, and cope with a family crisis that was possibly caused by a chili dog.
0: (laughs) I'm going to be really impressed if you made up the last one. (laughs)
1: You, you don't think I could come up with Oh, Paris I believe Pan? you could. That
0: was, I was like, oh, it's that one for sure. <laughs> That's <laughs> Katie's <laughs> sense of humor. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Those all sound like books I want to read. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are they ridiculous? I went for a very junior fiction vibe here. Oh,
0: yeah, I love it. Oh, gosh. I'm thinking the dog one is one you made up. A- Oh, was it the last one?
1: So, the dog one is actually a book by Thomas Lewis Carroll called The Dogs Who Play Baseball. <laughs> I feel like
0: I've heard of that. I- <laughs> Obviously, The Dogs Who Play Baseball.
1: Okay, you want me to guess which ones? Yeah. Okay, now that I know. So, what we've that's... got Olive Eriko, The Green Loving Girl, or Paris Pan <laughs> and The Dare. <laughs> Can you spot the Paris fake? fan? No, no. <laughs> so that book is called "The Dare: Friends, Family, and Other Eerie Mysteries" by Cynthia. oh So the fake was. I wanted that one to read that one the most. <laughs> I was, I was hoping that you didn't notice me looking up different colors of green. <laughs> I did not I was like
0: sheets of green I was totally <laughs> oblivious <laughs> I was oh, very proud of You should be um, Olive Oh my gosh and You should write her. that book oh. And you gotta include pickles in there or something Oh
1: I almost included a line about pickles But then you like, like I know that Whoa whoa whoa
0: <laughs> We gotta keep it a little bit right. Close to the chest here That was great
1: Yeah, so those are all real books that you can read and actually very highly rated on Amazon.
0: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's amazing.
1: Okay, I'm up for my next two. Okay. So far we are none for none, both of
0: us. Zero, zero, a couple of goose eggs. Okay, number one. Reflecting on their experiences with love, faith, family, and careers, a struggling writer and an up and coming therapist rekindle their close college friendship through a series of handwritten letters. Hmm. Or, a girl's trip to Italy turns into a deadly fight for survival as the protagonist uncovers a dark history involving Fleetwood Mac, the Manson murders, and Frankenstein. Oh, boy. <laughs>
1: Okay. I made this hard on
0: purpose.
1: I know. My heart says one is like the most natural mm. course of a real story. Wait. But last time it was the one eyed cat, So I'm going to go be the weird one.
0: The weird one is <laughs> real. <laughs> it is The Villa by Rachel Hawkins, which comes out. Oh, it's already out. It uh, came out January 3rd. So that's the author of Reckless Girls that I saw a bunch of people uh, reading. We have that one at the library, and we also have the villa. And I just read Fleetwood Mac, Manson Murders, and the weekend that Lord Byron and Mary Shelley got trapped in a secluded castle, and she wrote Frankenstein based off of it. So all that comes together somehow in this book. I'm so curious. (laughs)
1: Okay, and this is aimed at... It's an adult fiction. It's an adult adult fiction. Oh, I forgot to say that. Yes. Yeah, it's it's interesting to guess who these well, the first one sounded like adult fiction. Yeah. The second one That's
0: just a description of me and my friend Amy who write letters Aww. to each other.
1: Yeah, it's a <laughs> Aww, I took from real life. Horrible.
0: <laughs> I know. It's sickening. Okay. <laughs> All right. Ding. Ding. One point. Katie's got a point. Well, I have no you would, opportunity you would probably, to... You <laughs> would
1: probably get a point if I prepared any more material. Oh, no.
0: Okay, music theme for the next one. Okay. Number one. When a classical pianist virtuoso and her doppelganger encounter one another in Athens, Greece, they chase each other from country to country in hopes of discovering who they are and what they want. Or... A soulful young musician discovers that his cello is possessed by an old, long-suffering spirit and figures out how to communicate through music in an effort to set him free.
1: What are you (laughs) doing? What is happening? Okay. Again, the first one sounds like something that I might find on the shelf. The second one is... Something that I have no idea how someone would come up with this <laughs> idea. So I'm going to go Possessed Cello. Is the real one? Well, not now that you said that. <laughs> now, now I'm going to go with number one. You can't. That's cheating. Doppelganger.
0: I'm kind of... Um, <laughs> cheating a little because technically both are real Ah! but but only because the second one is the description of the novel my sister started in eighth grade (gasps) i want her to finish it so bad i know (laughs) no the first one do it oh she's too cool
1: Um, that's amazing mm
0: -hmm. in eighth grade
1: come on Possessed jello yeah he had me okay so
0: so the first one Pianist and her doppelganger chasing each other around. I think it's about finding a disparity between the identity you hold now and the person that you were, I think Mm -hmm. is sort of what they're going for. It's called August Blue by Deborah Levy. Comes out May 4th, adult fiction. Okay, I'll do one more then. Okay. A promising young swimmer obsessed with mermaids and stories of the deep will do anything necessary to fulfill her desire for freedom. Even if it means spilling blood in
1: the process. <laughs> I am not. I am not a horror. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Pass. Next. We can
0: skip that one. That one's real. No! <laughs> it is. no! I want to read it so
1: much.
0: No! <laughs> it's called Chlorine by Jade uh. Song. It comes out. March 28th. Ugh. We'll give that one a miss for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now Okay. We'll, we'll move on from that. I will. Yes. <laughs> Reframing. Okay. Number one. When she falls for the generous and spunky headmistress of a school for young artists, a 30-something shopkeep must choose between playing it straight for the sake of her close-knit Catholic family and risking it all for a love she never expected to find or a transgender actor who has spent 33 years hiding his true identity in Hollywood finally puts his happiness first and starts living the life he always dreamed of but never thought possible
1: okay and this is not another trick it's is not, it not? A, is it not another trick it sounds no, it's like a not trick. another trick okay I want to read number one. It's fake. Or is it fake because you're going to write it? It
0: could be that. (laughs) No, the second one is real and it's true. It is an adult nonfiction by Elliot Page. It's called Page Boy. It's his memoir about finally coming out at 33 years old in Hollywood. Wow. I know. I want to read it so the bad. The only
1: thing I saw them in was uh, Juno.
0: Juno. Yeah, I love Juno so much.
1: Yep. All right.
0: Yeah. That, right. Was, a that fun. was a sneaky one. I know. <laughs> so it is the first V's verses of 2023. Hooray! <laughs> So I recently discovered this amazing poem by Terry Kirby Erickson called Fun to Drive, and it details the poet's experience with a child selling goodies door to door. And it is absolutely my favorite kind of poetry. It's personal and specific, taking a commonplace thing that we all can likely relate to and turning it into an opportunity to reflect and appreciate the beauty in what seems to be banal, but is actually what makes up the life. I have collected a couple more poems that have that same feel to them. And I highly recommend that you look them up. They're very approachable. So obviously, the king of mundane poetry that is just so beautiful, Billy Collins, highly recommend you check out The Chairs That No One Sits On and Cheerios, in which he says, I am older than Cheerios, and it is fantastic. And Two that are particularly close to my heart. One called At the Student Poetry Reading by Kim Stafford. It's obvious. And one that I mentioned last year, I think, on our New Year's episode called To the Garbage Collectors in Bloomington, Indiana, the First Pickup of the New Year by Philip Appleman. And in honor of the mundane, at the start of another year, I wrote a poem today about a treasured facet of my life, my job here at Odell. And if you don't know, one of my jobs here is to take our monthly book orders and process the new books for circulation when they come in. So this is one of my favorite things that I get to do here. And I decided to write a poem in appreciation of that process. Making Library Books by Victoria Horn. Once or twice, or sometimes thrice a month, I walk into the library and find a box or two or sometimes three of new books from Baker and Taylor. Sometimes I catch the delivery person on their way in, and wonder if they know what wonders they have just carried through our doors. Whole worlds, and friends, and reasons to read on. I run my scissors through the packing tape, soon resorting to ripping the top open with my bare hands, too impatient to be concerned with dirtying them on the cardboard that comes the same way each time, grimy with dust and ink, the remnants of printing and mailing and making authors very happy. I chuck the brown packing paper in the recycling bin, sort the bill to the side for itemization. Here you go, boss and finally turn my attention to the sacred task at a hand, turning these shiny, untouched titles into library books. With list in one hand and pen in the other, I take a roll, marking down who is present and accounted for and who is running late. There are always a few hanging back, too cool to show up on time. I place each book in its temporary seat on my little black cart and get to work applying name tags. A barcode on the top left like a badge of honor, and a label circling each spine, declaring who they are, where they will live, and the date we ask them to join us at O'Dell. I record their history inside the cover, their cost, their adoption date, and where they came from. A dew slip adorns the first page, a guest book of sorts where folks say, I got to know this one for a while. I tidy their jackets. With a few strips of binding tape, and then it's one last stop for these newly uniformed friends. I leave them with Lisa, busying herself with the crucial task of cataloguing all their quirks and qualities in her computer, the work that allows the right readers to find them at the right time. At long last, they're checked in and put up on display, bright eyed newcomers with chests out and spines straight, hoping you will honor their journey. And finally, check them out.
1: End remarks. And
0: remarks. So that's it for this episode. Thanks for joining me, Katie. It's always a pleasure to have you on the podcast. <laughs> So you can follow the podcast on your streaming service of choice to be informed every time a new episode drops. And if you have suggestions for topics, genres, or books we should cover on the podcast or guests that you would like me to host, potentially, send me an email at ask.odell.library at gmail.com. And until next time, we hope you've enjoyed your time between, between the, the stacks. stacks. This episode of Between the Stacks was produced by Victoria Horn and written in collaboration with Katie Ryder. Special thanks to the Odell Public Library staff, library board, and friends of Odell. A hearty cheers to all of our lovely patrons who support the library, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast.
1: Oh my goodness! Are you ready? Yes. (laughs) Aluminum linoleum, aluminum.
0: (laughs) Haven't heard that one, but dang, that was good. I'll go with
1: that. How sensitive are the mics? I uh, I see where you went with that. (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) What? I am just trying not to look at you. <laughs> Sometimes, Miss Amy, special
0: guest Miss Amy, I did not time that one. Well. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, bleh.
0: Katie produces a monthly Odell outreach newsletter. Newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my> God, <laughs> the announcements are the worst. You <laughs> want me to oh. sing?
1: Yes. I'm cutting out, obviously. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Leave it in. <laughs> well, yeah, I um.
1: That's great. Sugar up.
0: Thalia, is that how you say it? Talia? I think I would go Talia. Okay. Talia. Talia. <laughs> oh. <laughs> is it too late? Whoa. The family tragedy. The family
1: Hey, You just say the family and I'll pop in with Tragedy. not in it. I was like, yeah. what the? What the heck is this?
0: <laughs> I think it's about, um, <laughs> I'm About, um, what's it called? Insert AI Katie. Aww. Is it cute or cringe?
1: A little. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it just come out. It, your it nose. like dripped up my nose. Whoa.
0: Whoa. <laughs> Fun little thing that uh, I did not ever. Why am I saying this? <laughs> I don't know. No. You can't. <laughs> We're on to the meat. Why I said that last time.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and potatoes. You said that. Uh, <laughs> Maybe we should meet. And, and potatoes. potatoes. Okay. <gasps> Forgot about the game. Okay. You can't go yet. <laughs> you look like you're
0: gearing up or something. <laughs> go
1: louder. Insert
0: Katie. high five
1: <laughs> sound.
0: I tried to keep it brief because I I wasn't sure
1: because you're amazing
0: (laughs) 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 I want to read about a queer nun
1: (laughs) (laughs) you have to keep that
0: one I can already feel the nasalness Okay, she (laughs) I'm not sure kids will (laughs) be running to I read am those curious oh it's not that bad it's not but but yeah uh, okay we got it oops so sweet description and i think it it's why
1: i'm used to okay. you
0: a regular on the podcast Just
1: staying focused victoria
0: okay uh, and now miss katie is going <laughs> no, to talk to about no. <laughs> take a billion
1: okay it's not that fun. I mean, Yeah, it is. I'm still thinking about that water. Loop. I, don't, I, don't, I can still feel it. There it is. Shocking. Nice, Sweet. nice tea. I'm going to play a song for you.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Please? <laughs> it's, uh,
1: it's the singing nun. <laughs> <laughs> so, as soon as you said nun but I was like, oh, man, you can't, you
0: can't. <laughs> That's in the background the whole time. Okay, play that in your head while I listen. <laughs>
1: I have to. There's not. There's not even a no choice. No choice. Ooh, you want to hear something dark? What? <laughs> <laughs> like if they had stuck it in, it got a lot of awards. Man. What? You wouldn't watch that. that. <laughs> Never mind. So close.
0: My yeah, you're gonna weird indie film collection. Indie film collection. <laughs> really? <laughs> you're not obsessed with medieval times? Who are you? <laughs> hey, you're queen of puns. I <laughs> know. My mom tried reading. What's her name? And she was like, I'm not old enough for this. Right? To be inflamed. Informed.
1: <laughs> informed. <laughs> Probably. <not. laughs>
0: I mean, I've already like revealed an embarrassing fact about myself, so I don't think I need more than one. <laughs> well, maybe now I do want. <laughs> <laughs> now that you said, said no, I still have it. Mm, I know. Read, just read one.
1: I know. You know what's great? Interlibrary loan. Interlibrary loan. He knows where I. Am. He knows where. <laughs> We're gonna nail it. <laughs> To a small, <laughs> to well I can't figure out how to make these headphones any bigger. It's okay, <laughs> bigger <top>? to
0: deliver. <laughs> I don't know what these are even for. Oh my gosh, I'll watch with you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I have nothing. Go on.
0: (laughs) We're we're cruising. We're not cruising.
1: Cruising. We're cruising.
0: It's kind of embarrassing. (laughs)
1: Let's do it. What would we do without it? (laughs) Gross. Uh, Hang on.
0: It's okay. I'm catching my breath. Just mess your breath away. Oh, I I messed up. Drop page.
1: Mm -hmm. It's not. Yeah, what is I it? I don't know. I think my ears are sweating. All righty, oh, can't handle it. What I will do next?
0: one, one more. I'm you out because you heard whistling, but your mouth was smiling.
1: <laughs> my children are not listening. No. <laughs> Never. Oh. This actually says, "Don't judge me." <laughs> yeah, I know. Didn't I didn't want to miss a cue? And then you can yeah it all together
0: Dibs. Dang it! No, <laughs>
1: it's cover so good.
0: Now. Don't want to ruin any golden tapes.
1: Oh, I might have him on backwards. <laughs> Between,
0: Between the, the sacks.
1: <laughs> okay, Two, one more time. Ready?
0: Between. <laughs> no. Between
1: the sacks. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It is like extra <laughs> late, isn't it? Okay. It is. Are you okay? Yes,
0: always. Okay, if <laughs> that felt like it was wrong.
1: Show up. <laughs> Overachiever,
0: <laughs> up. Oh, you're one to talk, Miss Katie. Yeah. Let me chew my smarties. <laughs> Dude, like. You would. Oh, You would. I didn't know if you were doing it, so I was like, "Oh, I have to fill time."
1: Not yeah, that we, we're going yeah, on that I, know, time. I know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. But I love so it. So
1: bad. Aww. Aww. The beauty of poetry. It is.
0: It's his. You know, is. I'm recording. Right?
1: <laughs> it's just as good as it gets.
0: Like, time flew, but also. But
1: also. It e-
0: e- not.
1: <laughs> Don't put. <that laughs>
0: I won't. I promise.
1: <sighs> I'll send
0: that clip to myself for I fun, was, though. Yeah,
1: I was- <laughs> <laughs>